This is We Are What We Overcome. What you're about to hear are the ramblings and reflections of three ordinary people, drawing on their own personal and occasionally professional experiences. These conversations are unprepared, subjective, and should not be taken as medical advice or instruction. Anyone seeking help should always carry out their own research, or better yet, speak to a professional about their circumstances. I, I like that, Nick. Uh, uh, that, uh, that American lady saying recording in progress always makes you feel like we're about to step out on the big wide world stage that is this life or something like that anyway welcome to the we are what we overcome podcast we're from various locations around the country i'm currently sitting in a van uh in the middle of derby waiting for uh rain and thunder to strike me down like some kind of resolution from god to say yes i do exist but i don't think it's going to happen or if it does it's a complete coincidence let's get over it anyway We Are What We Overcome on this occasion features musician Matt McGuinness, improviser Nick Tyler, and psychotherapist Wes Evans. Sit back, enjoy, and remember, it's good to talk. Uh, let's move on. Shall we? <laughs> let's find good friends here. We'll go to Nick first, shall we? How are you doing, Nick? Uh, I'm all right, thank you. Uh, I'm enjoying the newly humid weather as the thunderstorms kick in, so that, that's exciting. Uh, I'm pretty well, actually. Went to uh, my first... Uh, Lego convention last weekend where I displayed Lego, which was remarkably affirming of my otherwise entirely childish uh, hobby. Um, and so wow. that's why we feel much less like it's just a kid's thing, which it obviously is. Um, and people were very nice and everybody was very nice. And I feel very good and validated by the whole affair. And that warm glow has continued to suffuse me this week. That's all good. How about you, Wes? Uh, not too bad. Um tired a few bits of things going on in the background which are consuming things but but yeah i'm all right uh, nice to be speaking to you gents young man and, and, and that's me isn't it so i'm all right mm. i'm going away next week uh i've been quite worried about getting work done before i go away it's always that thing isn't it i've got to finish everything off except for the fact that is entirely impossible to finish everything off by its absolute definition uh, so I probably need to relax into that. And I think for the first time in my life, I might do one of those automatic things on email that says, uh, I'm not available. Um, phone someone else. I might just do that so I could just do a whole massive list of anything you could possibly want to talk to me about and, and different ways to contact them, including you two. Should I, I should put you two in, not you two, the band, obviously, but you two yeah. as in uh, Nick and Wes. I might, so if you get some well, weird sounds... phone calls or emails, you know, where it's come from. <laughs> Do I get to sounds like a great use for spam in my direction? <laughs> um, I, I would say if if you'd phone me to talk about Leeds or that sort of area of the country or generally that kind of thing, phone Wes. Uh, if you want someone to have an argument with, even though he seems as though he's not having an argument with you, uh, phone Nick. Uh, that's probably fair. Isn't yeah. It? Right. Mm. Um, my association <laughs> yeah. and, and, and if you really want to wait to sp- if you want to speak to someone who's really arrogant and rude you'll have to wait till they get back up holiday, that kind of thing you know? <laughs> yeah you can set an out of office message at any time Matt you can just leave it on all the time yeah I should do that shouldn't I and you put the date on it the date that's prior to the date that they're trying to get all of you from you well you're not now are you it says you're not now it's changed um anyway there's, what we're there's talking about 10 today? ways to well 10 ways to annoy other people from the sounds of it um 
today we're talking about something that I don't think I know much about. Um, you guys want to talk about brain fog, or in particular, Matt, you brought this up. You want to talk yeah. about why? Yeah, well, I, I was thinking, so the other end to it, I was thinking about how to describe it and what it was. I was talking to my much better half about it. And I think it's one of those, it's almost one of those things that when you go and see a doctor and they say, what type of pain is it? And you have to try and describe to someone who's not feeling that what it actually is that you, and you never quite get the right, well, it's sort of like a bruise, but it's on the inside. It's not, is it a stabbing pain? No. Is it consistent? Well, sort of, it doesn't really hurt, but, you know, that kind of thing. And I think that's the same true about the brain fog thing. I mean, do we all, if we say brain fog, do we all have the same view of what that is? So for me, yesterday, I, um, for the whole day, I couldn't, I, I would generally, if I could, I wouldn't want to speak to anyone at all, as in no one on the planet. Uh, people would ask me things that were perfectly reasonable and wouldn't require much of an answer. And I didn't want to answer them. Everyone on the road was obviously driving terribly. Um, and and beyond that, I just didn't really want to do anything. And it, and it was like, it was almost like my head was completely full of stuff uh, and that there was no capacity to even think about getting some food or and it and it was awful and it, I felt for the whole day I felt terrible and the, and the only way I've got to, to cope with it because I've had it before is I just give up and I do nothing uh, but the, the issue is it's on the days that you can't do that or that you feel you can't do that it makes it worse it? Oh, that sounds most unpleasant although I, I love the general advice you should give up and do nothing uh that might be my favorite thing that you've ever said Matt. um <laughs> that sounds good um i don't i'm not sure if i have experienced that as such i mean i've experienced like feeling too full i guess i would never have characterized it as brain fog um maybe that's just a term that i wouldn't wouldn't occur to me what about you wes well i, I could uh i could relate to this straight away when you suggested it as a topic and I think you were right then to just think, well, what is it we're actually talking about and how do different people see it kind of thing? Because maybe people have different images about this. But uh, some of what you said is, is how I would describe it, I think. Um, I was just thinking then as you were talking about kind of too many tabs open on the computer so the computer starts to lag and go and can't function fully and it can't kind of carry out tasks at its full potential. And that's kind of how I think about brain fog is... A full head, like you kind of just said there, Nick, and you said the same, Matt, but also kind of like just not being able to concentrate and focus uh, or like you, you've not got the mental energy. Um, and so, yeah, eventually just kind of reboot or crash is needed or something. That's definitely the way I would describe it. It's something I experience pretty regularly as well. It's something that I think I first heard about in the context of like long COVID, that's a, oh. that seems to be the or at least that's when the term first popped up for me when everyone's talking yeah, about right. COVID and, and then right. and you're yeah, knackered right. for like three years but, but then yeah. i also wasn't sure if that was the same as you know chronic fatigue and all that kind of jazz but then I, i'm not sure if they've properly distinguished those things either um medically i think yeah maybe it's not quite um been officially kind of thought about or whatever but i would i would think building on what you just said i would probably think about it as like brain or head fatigue um when i think it's weird, you know, because it's, it's, about people's bodies being knackered i think about this being the head and the brain and the mind it's the kind of thing that you know normally i would have thought i go to you know just absolutely knackered 
you can't think straight. So you go to sleep, you get a nice sleep, even it's like a five minute quick kick, and then you wake up and you feel completely refreshed. The difference is, I, if I go to sleep and I wake up, I feel exactly the same way. Uh, it makes no difference, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, I, I generally have found the only way to deal with it is just to watch some abysmal TV, and that's it. Um, you know, and that sounds daft, but that's it. That's the sort of level, you know, where you're almost a bit zombie-ish. Uh, and I find it very difficult. I mean, I was trying to do some work that I really would like to do. And normally I could, you know, I could write for, whether it's worth anything or not, I could write a lot. And I just looked at it yesterday and I just thought, no, <laughs> just, I just can't. Just, uh, uh, and I don't know like, where what, That was going to be my question. Like, what, what, obviously there's something about having too many things on, but, you know, we often have too many things on and it doesn't result in that. You know, a lot of the time we can juggle the billion aspects of family life, work and everything else. So what, I guess, what's the trigger for it? I don't know. I mean, I, I also don't know why I can't get my head around it. I mean, I know that's a stupid thing about mental health sometimes, but but I actually work for myself. Things are pretty good. Um, I could delay stuff and I could get other people to do stuff and I could... But it doesn't seem to make any difference. It's just, uh, you know, I'm in a really good position compared to a lot of people. Not, not you know, financially, I guess. But, well, that's all right. But just in terms of having flexibility in my life and support from people. Um, but that doesn't seem to alleviate it in any way at all that you think it would to actually do. Mm. Yeah, if it's a delegation, you think I'd be able to palm off quarter of your work or whatever should free up that. Yeah. I think I've heard of brain fog being associated with a variety of different things. We already started to mention a couple, didn't we? About kind of mm. heard it pop up with COVID and uh, you know, and then and, and mental health in general. Um, I think people experiencing depression will speak about brain fog sometimes as well. Mm. I think stress is known to be a bit of a contributor towards it, which is kind of what you were just alluding to there, isn't it? You know, having too much on, kind of being at threshold, and normally we can juggle it, but. But maybe it's about that going on for so long that it kind of kicks something it kicks something in or something. So stress, I think, and sleep probably. Um, but some uh, an area in which I'm hearing it more and more recently is is to do with ADHD. And um, I haven't actually mentioned this to you two, but I'm I'm awaiting assessment for ADHD. Um, I've been been waiting for about a year now. And so as I've been kind of making sense of my own experience, um, brain, fog, brain fog has been a part of it, actually. And it's something that I've learned is apparently quite common with people who have ADHD as well. So just to mm. another kind of angle in the mix. So is, is, that, is that about getting what, overstimulated and overly maxed out by just too many things? Yeah, I think so. Um, and and for me, I, I, I suppose uh, the kind of idea of constantly uh, lots of things going on inside my head. Um, I mean, I think ADHD is probably a whole other topic and maybe one worth exploring. But um, massively misunderstood potentially. I think um, people think of hyper naughty little boys, 
of which I was, by the way. <laughs> um, but, but what people uh, probably don't think about as much is is ADHD into adulthood, um, which is a whole lot we could probably discuss there. But for me, I think some of that hyperactivity was internalised. Mm. Um, and one big part of ADHD is struggling with focus and mental organization and planning and memory and of course when all of that's going on and or trying to be achieved um brain fog is is, is very relevant in the mix to all of that uh, tripping over yourself mentally and not being able to kind of organize your thoughts or stay on task or so sometimes when it's uh, it's worse for me um like you said, Matt, I can't even be asked answering a question or I can't even find my words just to say something really simple. Um, so I think I think it's probably exacerbated by the same things as it is for other people who experience brain fog, brain fog for different reasons, like stress and sleep and overload and everything else. Um, but, um, but yeah, kind of is, is, is a bit of a thing for me generally sometimes anyway. The difference can be absolutely massive. I mean, it's like yesterday I felt like that. And then probably a couple of days before that, I did so much work in one day, which is fortunate. Um, And it all seemed pretty easy. And and I could see it all. And, and, you know, you can almost fix anything. I mean, most things can be fixed. We just don't want to fix them to me. But, you know, you look at stuff and you think, I could do that and that and that. And A equals B and B equals, you know, and it's really simple. Uh, And I go from that extreme to yesterday. You know, within 24 hours, and it really annoys me. <laughs> so if I'm going to have the first day all the time, I think I'd, uh, I might have some money in the bank, or I might have some, uh, might have achieved quite a bit more. You know, I reckon well, the drive like, was crazy. Like stuff then about like <laughs> guilt and frustration and everything else chucked on top yeah. of it. Then. Yeah, that's not going to help, is it? If you're you know, led into a place where you can't think about anything, then feel bad about not being able to think about anything. I think the only, the only um, direct relationship I can find with that is has probably been in when in grief, um, and that's such an intense and overwhelming thing. But yeah, even though I'm I'm fairly used to juggling a bunch of different stuff, that it's just the one thing that pushes everything else into a corner. And I guess in that state, it is hard to find words and think about anything else. Yeah, and 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 indeed do anything. I think suspect that's my main experience with that but i do understand the, the guilt of not having done the things that you've convinced yourself that you must do and therefore beat yourself up further for being in that state that's grim i i, I still can't i mean i just i think at some point i just need to try to come to terms with the, the different days and and you know it's like anything isn't it? it's sometimes there is no you know, no particular reason uh, and even if there is a reason it's highly unlikely that i'll find it or be able to do anything about it. So, like everything else, you just need to settle into the fact that that's that's just who you are. That you know, that's the end of it. <laughs> you know, for, for, for better or worse. Yeah, having the freedom to structure your life in a way that makes it possible to cope with that is quite handy. Being self-employed gives you, I guess, a little bit more freedom for that. You're like, okay, today's a write-off. You know, it's gonna it's gonna suffer for a couple of days, but you can probably survive the odd day like that. Yeah, it's well, harder doing a nine-to-five, I imagine. Yeah, exactly. And some of the things that are supposedly helpful for 
brain fog are things like, well, obviously sleep's one thing, stress reduction, addressing routine, exercise. And I suppose if you are self-employed in theory, you've got more control over your routine and what you do when and all of that, haven't you? In mm. theory. Um, you, you've just got to do something that I'm not very good at, which is get out of the game, isn't it? You, you can't. You've got to... Um... I think I'm going to try and do that more to get to really get ahead of what I'm supposed to be doing so that almost anticipating that, you know, you can build in a day off at some point in the future that might be tomorrow or the day after. Uh, but you can't afford to do what I've done in the past, which is leave everything to the last very second that it needs to be done uh, and then somehow get away with it. Well, that's the downside, isn't it? You have a, with being self-employed, I suppose, I mean, is that you can either just slip into this pattern of never really taking any time because you're never really fully switched off. Even if you're not always fully engaged, you're never really fully switched off from kind of work mode because you just tend into bits of things constantly. Or, yeah, well, you don't have someone breathing down your neck, so it's kind of like, oh, well, I'll do that tomorrow or whatever. And then, like you say, your, your lastminute.com and high stress levels kind of thing. And... I probably bounce between those two things. <laughs> uh, and it sounds like you do, Matt. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't handle the unstructured nature of being self-employed, I don't think. I, I, uh, the, the reliance, I just do nothing. I just play with Lego. And I'll be like, ah, it doesn't really matter, does it? I could just not do any of these things and it will be all right. Working from yeah. home is already a bit of a test on that basis. I can't I work from home. Survive that one. Not to do that for that reason, because... I just end up aimless and listless, and I need to be out and about and moving and stuff. Interesting. Yeah, I found that I found it really good actually. Being at home <laughs> took a while. Having my own space to do it in has worked really nicely. There must be some people who work for themselves building Lego, mustn't there? I mean, that must be a thing. Oh yeah, there are some. There are some. Yeah, some proper Lego builders. Oh, that, that looks like less, honestly looks like less fun. That's let's get one hundred and fifty thousand black bricks and just assemble them into a car. You're like, oh, are you following your instructions? Oh, I don't like instructions. I don't like direction. Um, I want, well, I want structure, but no direction. Kits, aren't the people that design kits? They come up with oh, yeah. the kit. Like, so you what you're creating the instructions, aren't you? I guess so. I think they do it in a lot more in a lot more structured, organised, and won't immediately fall apart if you touch it kind of way. As, as I found displaying last weekend. There's a great little lad who just came up and the parents are going, "Don't touch anything. Just don't touch anything." Instantly, he's like reaching straight for these really fragile doors in front of him. And uh, I, his mum's face must have been the exact mirror of mine. So it was it was wonderful and. He's like, took him away from that. And he came straight back and ripped something else off another build. So, like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's like, it's all right. It's Lego. Um, this, this is exactly what it's for. But um, yeah, I, I can't build anything which stays together for more than 10 seconds. My future is not in Lego design. It is in lingering at home and having fun sorting Lego. <laughs> Another tragic endeavor. <laughs> so we talked about like trying to structure your life to handle or be prepared for brain fog. But like, other than maths, like, just do nothing. <laughs> what's, what's, what's the other way out of it? There must be other routes out of being Excellent. in that state. Yeah, it's supposed to be good. It's supposed to be as a stress reduction thing, which obviously is supposed to be a bit of a driver for brain fog for lots of people. Mm. But, uh, you know, the chemicals that it releases in your body and your brain um, 
can in, can improve focus and mental capacity and all that kind of stuff. So exercise mm. is definitely on the list. I find swimming quite good because it's um, you're obviously focused on not drowning, and so you know that's the primary thing in your head, isn't it? You know, you sort of um, you can you can be quite lost in a swimming pool, I find, you know, and, and be in a way that it's quite difficult when you're uh, on dry land or whatever else you want to call it, you know, where there's other distractions. You know, within a swimming pool, there's very few distractions except the fact of swim or float, you know. But, um, and so I find that quite helpful. Well, you just talked yeah. about it being that it really narrows your focus. You're concentrating on not drowning, I suppose, yeah. without sounding fluffy. You know, mindfulness, meditation, which means different things to different people. I suppose the point of that is to supposed to focus your attention and still your mind and all that kind of stuff. So that's probably yeah. another thing that's a recognised strategy for brain fog. Yeah, I guess the the when, when anyone does that, it's just um, as soon as they start saying, let's just focus on something else or focus on a dolphin in the clouds or something, my mind immediately jumps from that to something else to something else. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, I'm really shit at it. I can't do it. I'm real, But there are different ways in which you can approach it. So I've tried different things with different people at different times. And I mean, even just the breath stuff. It's like, don't fight with your mind wandering. When you notice that you're wandering, just pull yourself back to your breath kind of thing. And the breath is what you're focusing on. Just like when you're swimming, you're focusing on not drowning. Um, but then there are other things where you will just take five or 10 minutes just to kind of be with whatever is there. And so instead of fighting with it, trying to direct it, it's more like, oh, that's there. And oh, okay, that's there. Oh, that's, that's helpful to know. All right. So... I think people do mindfulness and meditation for different reasons. And I think people jump on it and go, yeah, I'm going to do the mindfulness thing. And it's like, you know, what are you doing it for? Um, Cause actually there's probably different purposes or whatever for it. So yeah. And I can, what, I think it probably, probably matters knowing what you're doing it for as well. Doesn't yeah, it? Just yeah. Doing the thing. Just sitting there doing it for no reason or with no kind of aim, I suppose. What would you want it for brain fog? I guess it would be to calm your mind down. Or just to focus on one yeah. thing, so that you don't have to focus on a hundred things. I don't know. Well, that's the question, isn't it? Like other things that are, you know, all the things that are bubbled up in your head when you're experiencing brain fog. Do all of them are all of them like important things, or is it, or is it a case of like your mind has assigned them all equal priority? Things that really shouldn't be important, as well as the things that like you know are important. Is it? I just wonder whether it's a like, a cognitive processing. Thing where like, I've got 84 things to do actually three of them are really important but there's also these other 80 things that are trivial but I can't now separate them for me oh, no go ahead Matt go, go for it <clears throat> so quite, quite a lot of the time it isn't having any thoughts about anything else it's like it's like having a headache but without the pain sort of thing you know just it's mm. just it's like your head's expanding outward uh, from the inside out and pushing against the outside of your head uh, it isn't necessarily thinking about 27 things you need to do. Sometimes it's, you're not actually thinking about anything. It's just it's just stuff. There's no specific thing. It's just yeah. like, a, it's like, um, I suppose it's the equivalent of tinnitus, you know? It's like that kind of constant hum. Isn't mm. anything, I don't know. Yeah, that's, I was going to say something that alluded similar. Uh, I was going to say, for me, I have the busy head all of the time and the brain fog part is probably when I'm at capacity or crashing and, and, and slipping into that kind of shutdown mode uh, and so for me I see it as that perhaps 
me having a bit of a crash or those really foggy moments is probably as, as a result of trying to run the way that I do every other minute of the day kind of thing. So the the busy headedness is not the brain fog for me. The brain fog is uh, crash. Um, that's, that's, that's at least how I think about it or experience it. Um, mm-hmm. I already will have trouble at times focusing or organizing my mind, but when I'm at capacity and, and, and feel really foggy, that's even worse kind of thing. And so it is like crash and burn. But you can feel, I can feel it creeping in. Like it's like a, a, a haziness, a sluggishness. I couldn't necessarily go to sleep, but I'm just I'm like that. In fact, I feel like, a bit like that today, uh, ironically. Yeah, the weather doesn't help either. Does it? Whereas, I, mean, I find that, you know, when it's like this sort of muggy weather that's, uh, it sort of has the same sort of similar feeling to it. Yeah. The muggy weather brings that feeling on in your body, and that's probably a nice little, uh, uh, parallel to kind of what it is like in the head or something, actually. Yeah, you're, you're right. When you feel I can see that, that. it's kind of like that, but in your, but in your brain. That full body lag that you get with it, you know, it's just, oh, I can't, listless and, mm-hmm. although that, that, that's less being full, I guess, in the body, isn't it? That's more like, just, oh, God, I can't do anything. But maybe that is what you're describing, because I'm, I'm sort of focused on the, the brain being maxed out by by thoughts and ideas, which is a bit I, I relate to in it. Well, maybe it is that, you know, uh, like, mm. like we started, you're probably right to start it that way, Matt, that maybe different people would speak about this slightly differently. And I've seen it pop up associated with different things, and maybe they mean differently as well, you know. Uh, brain fog with depression might be different to brain fog with ADHD. Like, it's, it's not actually a a set specific thing is it's not listed somewhere i don't think i think it's more of an anecdotal associated kind of thing the very fuzzy metaphor seems to be even fuzzier as we're talking about it um yeah, while being yeah. one that that makes sense because i like, intuitively the description feels really like oh yeah brain fog that means a thing um but plainly it it both does and doesn't which is always interesting for mental health stuff because mm. I, I feel like i can from your descriptions i can i can almost taste the idea of it without necessarily feeling it, which I guess is the, the power yeah, of a good yes. metaphor. Mm. If Ooh. the police have been on this podcast, by the way, it's not, they just seem to have turned up here. Uh, I, I could go along the, that I'm doing a just stop oil processed uh, or something like that in a, in a diesel van, which would be, is it, would it be ironic? I don't know, but it would be something. I can't, don't know anymore. I don't think anyone knows what irony is anymore, do they? I mean, the fully post-ironic era. Yeah. That's strange. Hmm. Can can, um, you get other, can other people assist with brain fog, or is it a thing where you're both completely trapped in your own head and unable to ask for help, even if someone is able to, I don't know, vacuum your brain clear of something? Because Matt mentioned that you can't even like, even like trying, you can't even think about delegating or handing off the things that are stressing you out. I, I couldn't generally. I needed to be as far away from other human beings as possible yesterday. Uh, like every day for me. Mm. <laughs> I suppose, uh, uh, in another sense, I suppose people could be helpful if, if someone who experienced it regularly enough was able to start letting the other person in on it and be like, "Look, sometimes it gets like this for me, and when it is like that, I need this kind of thing." Mm. 
yeah, disclosure matters, doesn't it, for that? If you Asking feel able to, or, mm. uh, you know, uh, a bit of understanding or whatever it might be, I guess that's probably a way in which people could be helpful, isn't it? Yeah, imagine running in circles of brain foggers, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? You know, sat around in a room in some church hall somewhere. Everyone would, everyone would be just, just either being that or, or swearing <laughs> yeah. at each other and saying that. You know, how can you sit like that on that in that chair? Who said you should sit in that chair, not that chair? Why have you got a black jacket on? What's going on? You know, all that would be brilliant. <laughs> it might work. It made me feel better just thinking about it. Well, just having a good old rant and a moan. Yeah, maybe argument and balance is the answer. Maybe that's that's the uh, <laughs> balance isn't the answer by only kids. <laughs> Make things better by complaining about stuff. I think that helps. Uh, I'm I'm a fan of such things. Yeah, I think that there's space for that. I think that we're saying about understanding where matters and giving people opportunity to understand it. Because otherwise, like so many mental health conditions, it's just mysterious for the people, isn't it? Yeah. I got this person I work with every day. Some days they're just useless and won't talk to me. They're like, well, without any without any further information, no one can do anything about that. So the continued openness about mental health conditions and about the challenges that we're facing yeah. makes our lives and other people's lives better and more easy to I deal with. Some of the things that we talk about time and time again, or that is spoken about time and time again when it comes down to kind of health and well-being are all relevant, you know, like even your diet, you know. There's a, there's, a, I think there's, a, there's a growing body of research as to, you know, what you put in yourself, obviously, it sounds obvious when you say it, affects kind of how your body and brain work, you know. That's um, why Matt shouldn't just eat nuts. <laughs> routine, sleep, exercise, talking to people, it's, it's those same collection of things again, isn't it? But I suppose... I suppose it's it's probably knowing your triggers, isn't it? Or kind of recognising what's what helps and, and what doesn't help you specifically. Maybe that's something, you know, Matt and I have seemed to have similarities in the way we talk about some parts of it, but then differences, I'm sure, as well. So it's going to be more about Matt knowing exactly what he needs and spotting that when it's creeping in. And the same for me and all of that, you know? And the backdrop to mine is ADHD, which I'm continuing to navigate and think about and stuff. So that's, that's going to be interesting. I've just I, been trying. I, I, I think. I think what Matt's so far about like trying to plan in time to do something else is is good because I know Matt sucks at that uh, planning days off and stuff. I'm not very good at it, but I do like to have a day every now and again, which I reserve entirely just for getting absolutely wasted and participating in no way with the rest of society or indeed myself um the, the, the goal is to is to annihilate the self entirely and have a day where at least for a few hours i'm not even aware that i'm me and that's i find that really uh reviving and re-energizing i don't know if other people would find that quite as enjoyable <laughs> but making sure you get some time out from everything else is good if I'm not careful, some of my time out ends up being forced or kind of just unavoidable. and just has to happen kind of thing. And so I mm -hmm. crash and burn kind of thing. So, yeah, you're right. Trying to plan that in is helpful. Um, but unfortunately, I'm not very good at that either. So 
somehow it's less restful when you're forced to rest because otherwise you're going to die. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Weird. What I end up inevitably <laughs> doing in life with everything is just taking things on, taking things on. Go, 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 go. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And then eventually I have to go, oof, this is not sustainable. <laughs> mm. It's fun to say yes to everything for a while, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and then you're stuck with too many things. Yep, I know that feeling. <laughs> They're very hard to ditch as well. Um, but that's our, that's our further negotiations and planning. I think we're about at the end of thinking about brain fog so that you guys can sink back into your natural brain fog state um, and, and while away the day while Matt waits for the police and thunderstorms to come in. Any final thoughts? Um, I, I do think, I mean, it's, it's definitely one of the upsides and I think I need to work. So like I've been trying to, if I get up really in the morning, I've been trying to work straight away because it, it almost, it's just built up a defense mechanism. You know, if, if, we, if we've been working from five or six, by the time we get to 12, it's almost a full day. So if the rest of the day goes to kaput, who cares? Yeah. Yeah. I might have to pick the kids up from school, but I don't have to talk to them, do I? You know, that kind of thing. No, no, no. Um, Certainly not. So... Yeah, I mean, I think that's it. Like, the COVID mechanism, and uh, I think for me, it's, it's just building that time into my life where I've got a bit of. It just means I need to get on top of things. I think that's that's the way to to deal with it. I mean, I just can't go through yesterday like it was yesterday because I just needed to give up and not do anything rather than just really try and plow on and achieve. You know, half an hour's work in five hours or something. I just need to just not bother. Um, and do something else, you know, go for a walk or go for a drink or go for a swim or all three or whatever. Um, I think that's, I, I think, you know, as well with my own mental health, I think that's the, the answer going forward, isn't it? It's, it's just finding a way of dealing with it. I mean, that's, you know. Give yourself what you need. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And not be too kind of hard on yourself about it. If you could do that, that probably immediately makes most things that bit more manageable. Well summed up. I think so too. Yeah, that's good. I've got nothing to add to that. That was perfect. Any last thoughts, Wes, beyond your beautiful summation? <laughs> you should have destroyed no. it now by saying something else. Be kind to yourself <laughs> and each other. Look at his whiteboard. He's got nothing else. Look look behind him. There's, there's no, nothing on there's that no room to it. There's no room. It's just wipes it all off at a temper. Yeah, well, no, I mean, that just looks like fog to me. Mm, it could be anything. God knows what's underneath it. Mm. Maybe he's written it in white. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right, then. Until next time. See you all soon. Thank you. If you've been affected by anything that we've talked about tonight, that's cool. We were kind of hoping you would be. If you haven't been affected by anything tonight, then that's great, too. You're probably fine. Of course, if you say you're fine, there's a good chance you aren't. So you might also have been affected. And if you've been affected before, you probably will be again. Please talk to someone. It can get better, and together we can survive. We are what we overcome.